Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This is Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. Dr. Stephanie Fabian is of the North American Menopausal Society. There was an article that came out in the past few days that said, soon doctors might be able to predict when a woman is going to enter menopause. Why is this important to know, doctor? Hi, uh, thanks so much for having me on. And, you know, it would be helpful for women to know when they're about to approach menopause for several reasons. One, they could be experiencing bothersome vaginal bleeding that they might know would end soon, and then they wouldn't have to take action like having a procedure or even a hysterectomy uh, to take care of that. Or they would know that they um, might not have to take birth control for that much longer uh, to avoid an unwanted pregnancy. So it, it helps for planning purposes. Boy, we had a we had a cousin back in the day who had a menopausal baby at age fifty five. Talk about a surprise! Yes. That is something most people don't want to be surprised by. Uh, doctor, can you tell me why why is it that um, there are no positive stories about what happens after you go through menopause? Today, I just thought, well, I think that many women really start to feel their power. And have a, I don't know, this might be crazy, but like a bigger voice. When we see a lot of female leaders around the world, it happens that they seize their power after menopause. But when you Google positive stories about menopause, they don't exist. Well, that's true. And I think that's a conversation we need to have at a higher level. But I think uh, you're absolutely correct. Women in midlife are often at the peak of their careers and are looking to take on new challenges and have a confidence that they maybe didn't have earlier in life. So I think for a lot of reasons, menopause could and should be associated with positive images, but more often than not, you're correct, it is It is not. Dr. Stephanie Fabian is of the North American Menopausal Society. What is the North American Menopausal Society? I had not heard of it until we wanted to talk to somebody about this article today. Well, the North American Menopause Society, or NAMS, as we call it, um, is the leading women's health organization for, for midlife women. And so we uh, have an organization of well over 2,500 members um, who are committed to the health and well-being of midlife women and to um, advancing the science associated with uh, midlife women's uh, health and, and wellness. And so it's a large organization. We also have a certification process so that if women are looking for providers that know something about menopause, menopause.org is a good place to go to locate a provider that is knowledgeable about menopause and midlife women's health. The CDC says menopause typically, hap- typically happens between 45 and 55 years of age. Menopause happens when the women's ovaries stop producing the hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Um, I am a uterine, uh, well, and actually uterine cancer survivor at a young age. So, um, you know, that happens immediately. And I understand the struggle that many people go through, but I didn't have to live through it for a month or two or or years. It happened instantly. So is there a blood test available that will help women determine whether they are in in menopause? 
Well, there is, but typically it's not all that useful, and I'll tell you why. So when women have a uterus, they have they have something telling them whether or not they're menopausal or not. Um, and that is a monthly menstrual cycle, unless there's some reason that they wouldn't have one, like uh, they're on hormones or have an IUD that would make them alter that pattern. Um, if women have had a hysterectomy like you did, um, but have their ovaries still, we might not know when they're menopausal because their ovaries can stop working, but there's not that signal of stopping a period. Um, so a blood test is helpful in certain circumstances, but for most women, we know they're menopausal when they've gone a full year or 12 months without a menstrual cycle. Um, and sometimes it can reset, you know, 10 or 11 months down the line and women can have another period and then the whole clock resets. Um, so as you said, it's anywhere between 45 and roughly 55, um, about 95% of us are done by then. Um, but the mean age is about 52 years in the United States. And so how does age, lifestyle, alcohol, contraceptive use factor into when you go into menopause? Well, this study, as you mentioned, identified some of these factors that seem to be associated with the age at menopause. And so we're still learning about how these factors might impact the age at menopause. But one interesting thing that has been identified recently is that um, a shorter cycle length, so a shorter amount of time between menstrual cycles, is associated with a little bit earlier menopause onset. And when I say earlier, it's by about two years. So these are very subtle differences we're talking about. Um, and in general, for the average woman, it's not that we can put all these factors into a calculator and spit out a number when she's going to be menopausal. It, we're just not that advanced this, at this time. Dr. Stephanie Fabian is with the North American Menopausal Society. Um, so where do experts like you stand on the use of drugs to manage the symptoms of menopause? Well, hormone therapy, which is, I assume, what you're talking about when you refer to drugs, but hormone therapy, um, are the, it's the hormones that a woman's body used to produce uh, during her reproductive life. That still remains the most effective treatment that we have for management of bothersome hot flashes and night sweats during menopause. And for most women who are under the age of 60 years and within 10 years of menopause onset, the benefits outweigh the risks. Because some of the risks could lead to cancer, correct? Well, for women who have a uterus and take both hormones, estrogen and progestogen, um, the risk of breast cancer is slightly elevated. And by slightly, I mean eight to nine extra cases per 10,000 women per year after five years. And that is about the same as the risk associated with drinking one to two glasses of wine a night or being inactive or being overweight. So the risk is really quite rare. Interesting. And do you feel, um, since this is your business, that enough money has been put into funding research projects and understanding what women go through at this age and hopefully coming up with ideas on how to offer relief? Well, I don't think it takes me as an expert to say that, but but no, I don't think enough money has been put into it. And I think... um, you know, midlife women have a, a really powerful voice uh, and, to be honest, powerful pocketbooks so, such that, you know, I think women in this age group are starting to demand answers. And it's not just going to be enough to be told that they have to suffer through and, 
and quote unquote, just deal with it. Right. So I think yeah. I think we're at a time where midlife women's health is really um, coming to the forefront as it should. Uh, and there are a lot of um, differences in health and disease that we just have never studied um, because most of the studies have been conducted in men. Thank you so much for joining us. Will you give every woman listening and men are involved too because they're the ones that sit and witness our hot flashes. Can you give them the website to get more information? Yes, it's menopause.org, a great resource for women and for clinicians. So thanks so much for having me. Lauren has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN, Chicago's very own.